Tap and Step, your premium Texas high school football podcast from your friends at Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. I am the Tep Greg Tepper. And I'm the Step, Matt Step. Thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscriber, and welcome to the state championships. Welcome to the first of a quartet of episodes of Tep and Step. Uh, where we will preview every day of the state championship game. So we hope that this, what you're listening to our voices, I mean, we hope you listen to this podcast like multiple times. I think that would be be awesome for us. But what we will do is we hope that you really, what you're doing is you're listening to our voices as maybe you're driving to AT&T Stadium. You're in your car, you're driving up, you're like, hmm, I want to see what those dorks have to say. And here... We're do- here are your dorks ready ready at your service. We are here, uh, to, ready to, uh, to to let you uh, uh, in on what we're thinking about the UIL Texas High School Football State Championship games. All of our thoughts, all of our feelings. It's going to be good. It is. It's a lot of feelings. This is like a lot of feelings. Anyway, we're going to go through. This is your Wednesday preview edition of Tep and Step. We do thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscriber. We're previewing the first three games of the UIL Texas High School Football State Championship games. Uh, But first, Matthew, we will start, as we always do, with your Texas High School Football Fun Fact of the Week presented by Country Meats. Ah, sweet, clean Country Meats. I wish they had Country Meats at at State Championships. I do, too. Like, that would be... That'd be Selma Concessions. Special shout out to our sponsor, Country Meats. They handcraft delicious, healthier snacks that help groups and teams easily raise money with 12 delicious flavors to choose from. Choose your fundraising or reach your fundraising goals fast and order yours at countrymeats.com. Use the discount code STEP10 to get 10% off your first order. That's S T E P P 10 at checkout at countrymeats.com. Countrymeats.com. You can't buy UIL Texas High School Football State Championship tickets there, but you can buy meat sticks. I love it. You can buy meat sticks there. All right, Matt Sepp, your Texas High School Football Fun Fact of the Week. Matt Sepp, there are 24 UIL Texas High School football teams that are about to descend upon AT&T Stadium in Arlington. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to be there covering all 12 of them. My question for you, Matt Stepp, which of these Texas high school football teams was the first to play, first of these 24, to play their first season of Texas high school football? What is the oldest of these teams? It's a good question. Thank you. Um, Thank you very much. Thinking, thinking, thinking. The oldest of these 12 teams played their first season. Albany. It's an excellent guess. Mm -hmm. They're in second place behind the team that they're... I'm sorry, they're in third place. But the team that they're playing is the answer. The Mart Panthers oh, okay. started playing in 1912. The three oldest here, 1912, Mart, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 1915, Franklin, 1917, Albany. So the oldest program that we're going to see out there is the Mart Panthers. There, you can find them. Well, they'll be playing on the, and we're going to preview their game coming here in a moment. So there it is, your Texas high school football fun fact of the week. All right, Matthew, it is time for your Thursday preview edition of Tep and Step. 
And we are going to start, we're going to go in chronological order. This is going to be your viewing guide, your, um, your the way that you can uh, you know, consume what to watch for in each of these games. We're going to start with the first game, kicking it all off, Wednesday morning at AT&T Stadium in Arlington. It is the 1A Division II State Championship game. It's six-man football. We're going to paint the field. We're going to paint the lines. We're going to watch the... Benjamin Mustangs making their first ever trip to AT&T Stadium take on the Lorraine Bulldogs making their first ever trip to AT&T Stadium. Two first-time state finalists here in the smallest classification between Benjamin and Lorraine. Benjamin has been wire to wire our number one team in the state of Texas. Um, And so before the year, it's important to, to go back, before the year, Benjamin was already going to be a really good team. We thought they were going to be about fifth in uh, in in the tech, in, in our rankings, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then they added the best player in the state, Grayson Rigdon. Grayson Rigdon was the freshman phenom at Strawn, who led the Greyhounds to a state championship last year. He was the offensive MVP of the title game, and he transfers to Benjamin. Uh, his dad gets a job on the staff there at at Benjamin. And he has been um, as advertised. At that point, by the way, we vaulted them to number one in the rankings. Yeah. And that is where they've stayed. They have been terrific. And you're talking about two programs with a combined enrollment of 84 students that are going to play each other on, on Saturday or on, on Wednesday morning. Benjamin is the favorite in this game, not only because they're the number one team, but also, Matthew, this is a rematch. These two teams have already played in a, in in uh, this season. Back in week six, Benjamin, uh, the the regular, I believe it was the non district finale uh, for both of these teams. Benjamin went to Lorraine and beat them sixty one to thirty. Sixty one to thirty was the final on that one. Um, and you may say, well, that was a thirty one point game, and it was. But there's two things that I think are interesting here. One, it's the only game that Benjamin has played where they did not win by the 45-point mercy rule. Lorraine Mm. went the distance with Benjamin. So they found something out about them. And secondly, from what I understand, Benjamin had a decent number of injuries in that game that may have turned the tide a little bit. Uh, Lorraine is a squad that is going to have a two-headed monster of their own. Uh, Davion Walthall is kind of their do-it-all athlete. He's a guy that they want to get him the ball in space, he is their second-leading rusher, second-leading receiver, second-leading tackler. He's a special teams guy. He does a little bit of everything for this uh, Lorraine Bulldog squad. A.J. Williams is probably the, the more the workhorse. He's going to be the guy who probably gets the majority of the touches. Um, averages about 13 yards carry. He's got 30, 35 touchdowns on the year. This is not a team that throws the ball a ton, but Williams will be the one who does that. For Benjamin, look, I, I wish I could be cute. And tell you, like, oh, actually, this game is much more than just the best player on the field. But it's like, it's Grayson Rigdon. And at the six-man level, I know when you've watched the six-man game, you've, you've been like, oh, that's the best player on the field. They're going to win. Yeah. You know? It's, it's, it's almost like basketball in a lot of ways where, you know. If you've got a guy. If you've got the guy, your, your chances of winning are, you know. Yes. Even greater because of the smaller number. One guy makes such a huge difference. Yeah. Fewer guys in the field. He's got 60 total touchdowns on the year, eight interceptions on defense. Um Nicholas Stovall is probably the other guy to know. Uh, they are statistically the best defense in 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 one uh, A Division two, and he is their game breaking defensive talent. In Nicholas Stovall, um, I do think that this game has a chance to go the distance, simply because 
I do wonder if you're talking about um, you know a, a a Lorraine team that maybe figured something out against Benjamin and able a way to, to slow them down. But in the end, I'm not sure Lorraine's going to be able to score enough to keep up with Benjamin, and that's really why I think that, that that's the case. This was a 31-point game. It would not surprise me if this was a closer game, but it would surprise me if, Benj- if, if Lorraine won. I think Benjamin's a pretty clear favorite in this game. In talking with folks in the six-man community, I think it's, it's relatively, I don't want to say unanimous, but they are a heavy favorite among the, uh, the, the prediction prediction or whatever yeah, you want to call yeah. them. The six-man community. The six-man community thinks that Benjamin's the favorite in this one. A lot of it just, they've got that guy. They've got Grayson Rigdon. Um, I would, if there is, I will say this. This is the game that is most likely, of the two, this is the six-man game that is most likely to be, uh, to end before regulation is over. Simply because Benjamin has done that to every team with the exception of this Lorraine team. So, interested to see how this game shakes out. Uh, it's going down 11 a.m. Wednesday morning at AT&T Stadium in Arlington. That's how we're going to kick it off um, out there at AT&T Stadium. So, we are excited about that. Then we will matriculate. Normally, um, with uh, this is the only day that we have a 2 o'clock game. Because normally it goes 11, 3, and 7. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But because six-man games are a little bit shorter... And because there is the possibility of a uh, of, of 45. 45, the game could be over in like 40 minutes, mm-hmm. um, they they kick this game at 2 o'clock. They also need an extra hour to scrub the field. Yeah. So that's One of my favorite one. things about State is watching the, seeing timing how fast they can scrub the field. They've gotten better at it. The first year was, was like a little... <laughs> it was a little touch and go. Yeah. But it was getting to be like 5.30 and the teams were like itching to warm up. Yeah. And it's like, oh, we're still scrubbing. Yeah. Anyway, we matriculate to... 2 o'clock, and a game that I think everyone in the six-man community has been really looking forward to. Uh, 2 o'clock Wednesday at AT&T Stadium in Arlington is the Class 1A Division I State Championship game between the Westbrook Wildcats, the preseason number one team in Dave Campbell's Texas football, the postseason number two team in Dave Campbell's Texas football, taking on the Abbott Panthers, the preseason number two team in Dave Campbell's Texas football, and the postseason number one team in Dave Campbell's Texas football. These are pretty much undisputedly the two best teams in, in, in 1A Division One. Mm-hmm. Westbrook is the defending state champs. Um, and uh, this is also, by the way, I mentioned this on t- TFT. This is the only matchup of t- of s- coaches who already have a state champion championship. It's the only matchup oh, okay. of those. Um, Westbrook is the defending state champion, um, roaring to that state championship last year with that outstanding um, with with behind the the strength of Cedric Ware, who is back. Cedric Ware was the dual uh, title game, dual MVP of the title game. Um, I thought he should have been the offensive MVP. I thought he was a really good defender, but I think that maybe you could. There was another defender on their team, and I think even Cedric Ware said that after the game. He's like, mm-hmm. I think one of my teammates, but make no mistake, he was he was a dynamo in that game as well. Um, and he has forty nine touchdowns in the year. He has been fantastic. Westbrook ran through a hell. The reason they're number two is not because we don't think they're very good, mm-hmm. like they dropped from the rankings, but they lost a game because they ran through a hellacious non district schedule. Okay, they played. Happy. They played Rankin. They played Garden City. Garden City was the team that beat them, like a five-point game. They played Spur. They played a brutal non-district schedule, and I think that that's really uh, prepared them for this moment. Abbott 
is a team that is going to pride themselves on defense. Coach Terry Crawford has always been a defense-first guy. Uh, they are allowing fewer than 10 points a game. It's the number one statistical defense in 1A Division One. Coach Terry Crawford's a smart man, by the way, too. Is that because he's a TFT listener? Heck yeah. That's right. Um, and the Panthers, uh, one, one thing I think is, is I really appreciate about them is they lost their star running back. Riley Sestala, I want to say either the first playoff game or maybe like the last regular season game, he got injured and he hasn't been back. I texted with Terry Crawford and I asked him his status. He said it was unlikely, but he would find out on Tuesday mm-hmm. if he could get cleared. But they said it was unlikely. But they haven't, uh, it's not to say they haven't needed him. They have won every game without him because they've had Mason Hell step up in a big way. H-A-J-L is, is his name. Um, and he has been terrific. In their semifinal win over Erie County, he ran for 311 yards and eight touchdowns. He was unstoppable in this game. These are also two, I think this is, this is going to be a relatively, if you like six-man defense, which can be hard to come by, I mm-hmm. think these are two of the best defenses that you're going to see, both of which also have game breakers in where and hell. It's a really fascinating matchup. I think that Joey Pavelka is the guy on the Abbott defense that I'm keeping an eye on, and then, and then Parker Matlock on the Westbrook side. He's their quarterback, as well as their team's leading tackler. Uh, so he's a guy who's going to, obviously, six-man football, Almost all these guys are playing both ways. They don't really have the depth on, on it. Um, I took Abbott. This is a true coin flip game. Benjamin's a pretty clear favorite in the opener. Yeah. This is a true coin flip game if you talk with people. There are people who think that like Westbrook, because they've... like. I think Abbott has the superior defense, but I think Westbrook has the single best player in where. Mm-hmm. And that's what's going to make this really fun and why I think the six-man community is relatively split on this game. Um, there's also There's also people like... Traditionally, the West beats the East in the ti- in the title game. Traditionally, the West, which is where Westbrook's going to come mm-hmm, from, like mm-hmm. so region re- region one, region two. It's kind of opposite of eleven man football. It is, yeah. Region one, region two. The West is where uh, brings out the most state champions. The exceptions have been teams like Richland Springs, which is an East team. Yeah. Um, and so there are people who are like, well, you know, Abbott came through the East. They haven't proven themselves. Uh, I guess we'll find out. You know yeah. what I mean? Because the defense has been absolutely terrific. And if you go back to 2015, Abbott was playing. I want to say Kroll in the title game. That's when they played him at, at Abilene because they couldn't. They couldn't. They weren't going to go to NRG Stadium. Yeah. And Kroll was a big favorite in that game. And Abbott pulled one of the six-man title game stunners ever out there at Shotwell Stadium. Out there for that game. And so Crawford's got a history of doing this, and and, and Abbott does, especially with that defense. So I took Abbott. Uh, but again, this is a coin flip type game. This could be a real, a great way to end the six man football season there between, uh, between these two squads, Westbrook and Abbott, the clear number one and number two teams in the state and the clear, like best teams on either side of the bracket. So that's, what's really fun about this. So we will settle it there two o'clock Wednesday at AT AT&T stadium in Arlington. At that point, they're going to get out the Zamboni and they're going to, uh, they're going to scrub the field. Get rid Scrub. of the goalposts. One other thing, and I mentioned this in my picks video. One other thing, and I got this note from from a, a six man guy. I don't remember who told me this. I don't remember who told me this. Abbott's kicker is excellent, and if you have a kicker in the six man world, it's worth more points, right? A field goal's worth four, and an extra points worth two. Yeah. And he's like seventy nine of eighty three on extra points this year. So definite advantage. If it could be a nip and tuck affair. That could play a difference and a big yeah. difference maker for, for Abbott. Because, I mean, be like if you were in 11-man football and you could just go for two every If you time could guarantee yourself a two-point conversion every time, I mean, that would be huge. Yeah. So, anyway. Math. That, that's one thing to keep an eye on. Anyway, there it is. That'll close out the six-man football season. There, they won a Division One state championship game. 
Then we will kick off the 11-man state championship games. 7 o'clock Wednesday night at AT AT&T Stadium in Arlington. It is the 2A Division II state championship game. By the way, this is the way it should be. We should go from smallest classification up to largest. UIL just keep it. I know why they do it. Yeah. I know why. But I don't like it. I like it better this year. Yeah, it's better on the even years. As... The thirteen. Do you want to tell the listeners why they do it that way? Uh, they do it basically for the sake of. Um, they do it for the sake of uh, fairness, right? So that if you're a five eight, like they don't want the division two two a division two team playing on Wednesday every, every year, year. Yeah, every year. And there's also there are also um, I've talked with folks at the UIL who say that they they get kind of hassled by the fire marshal in Arlington because of the ingress egress type thing of like. We can't have all these people in the hallways all at once. And so, like, there's a whole thing of, like, you don't want to have gradually bigger crowds. It's okay to go big and then smaller in a little bit. Anyway, all that's to say, 7 o'clock thir- Wednesday night at AT&T Stadium in Arlington, it is the 2A Division II state championship game between the preseason number one team in the state and the postseason number three team in the state, maybe? Where'd Albany finish? I can look that up real quick. Um, they finished. They were top five, I think. I think they were too. Um, they were the postseason number six team in the state okay. against the preseason number three team in the state and the postseason number one team in the state. Yeah, they got the number one pretty quick. The huh. Mart Panthers, and I think this game rules. Yeah, it should be a <laughs> lot of fun. I think Albany. You know, look at Albany's record at thirteen and two, and, and underrate them a little bit. But I think the storylines with the coaches in this game are fascinating. It is. You've got Denny Faith, who is in his thirty-sixth season at Albany, has yet to win a state title. He's the, tied for the fifth winningest coach in Texas high school football history. You got Kevin Hoffman at Mart, who retired in January and came back. Do you know how? By the way, we asked him this because uh, was ten days, wasn't it? Nine days. Yeah, he wasn't retired. Uh, he long. didn't. He didn't miss a day of work because yeah. he was still there. Yeah. <laughs> so. I, I wonder if he thought about it and was like, you know what, I think we can win it this year, and let me come back. Because, I mean, the the loss and went to Winthorst in 2020 was really the one that, that I think hurt the most. Yeah. It's a big upset. <clears throat> and they didn't, they didn't get there last year. So they've come back with a, uh, a vengeance this year. Um, they did. I mean, every playoff game has been they, – their five playoff wins are by an average of almost 52 points a game. That's nuts. Beat- and, and by the way, it's not like you're thinking, oh, well, that means that they beat their first two teams by like a million, and then they got close. No, it's no. like 60 points every game. Last week, their, their, their win over Burton was 41-14. It wasn't that close. It was 41 nothing. It was 41 nothing, and then Burton put on a couple window dressing touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, Jonah Ross, the quarterback's been great. Uh, the Medlock kid, J.D. Bell. Martin's, Mart's got playmakers. But I, I think, and we, we're, we've, we've heard this from multiple people, what sets Mart apart this year is how good they are in the trenches on both sides mm-hmm. of the ball. This is a really good team up front and, and very goes against the – some of the Mart teams in the past have been adequate up front. That's probably mm-hmm. putting it nicely. They've been fine. Yeah. This Mart team is really good up front on both sides of the ball, and that's really what set them apart and made them so scary. Albany has has been pretty – I mean, after they lost, their two losses were to Hawley, who's – who we'll talk about in the yeah. next episode? Holly and I can't remember the Comanche. other one. Comanche, who's a three A Division two team, who went ten and two. Ten and two, not bad losses by any means. So, and by the way, they were without Coil of Fever in that game and Cole Chapman in that game. Yeah, both as those a two A school. So, 
Albany's plenty good. Um, they all their playoff wins have been by seventeen at least. Mm-hmm. I think the one relatively close playoff game was a thirty-five eighteen win over Wink in a game that never felt like Wink after yeah. about the second quarter really had a shot to win that game. Um, they blasted New Home fifty-three twenty-five. Cole Chapman three touchdowns total. Adam Hill rushing and receiving touchdown. Coyle Fever two rushing touchdowns. Very similar. A lot of weapons for Albany. Solid up front. This is. On paper, to me, on paper, it's an evenly matched game. Mm-hmm. I think the key and the difference in this game that I'm watching for is how does Albany deal with the speed that Mart brings to it? Mart brings speed like a lot of 2A Division two teams just don't see. And Albany hasn't seen that kind of speed. Mart, Mart puts you in a bind because of how athletic they are. Then you combine that with them being good up front this year, and it makes them a, a really tough matchup. I think Albany keeps it close, but I, I think March just got too many playmakers, and they're just going to take the top off Albany's defense a couple of times and pull away in the fourth quarter. So, so I'm going to be on the call in this game. It's going to be Ted Emmerich and myself, and then it's going to be so one pro and one slappy, one definite not pro. Yeah, um, and then it's going to be Paige Schnorbach and uh, Madison Hawk on the sidelines. These are yours, by the way. Oh, thank I'm giving you. Greg Tepper drink coupons. Thanks, man. I don't know who that person is, but I found him. Awesome. Love it. So I've been doing a ton of research on this game. Okay, obviously. I'm digging in because I don't want to sound like a total idiot on, on TV. Fair. Okay. And one thing I've done for all for both my games that I'm calling, and we'll get to the other one tomorrow, is that I have called coaches that played these teams in the playoffs and lost to them. Mm-hmm. And I've wanted to I, and basically I've told them the same thing, which is you've done all the homework and I want to peek at your paper. Yeah. Like what did you find? What I heard from Mart about Mart from a coach that played them in the playoffs was that the the fronts, you're exactly right, and specifically one guy kept coming up over and over. It's Monty Swanner. Okay. okay. Seventy four. He's their left tackle and he's a defensive end. Okay. And he just like the coach that I talked to was just like, This guy's a game wrecker. Mm-hmm. He's a monster. Great is he in? Uh he's a junior. Oh. Yes. Good times. Have fun. And then I talked with Kevin Hoppe, and I asked him about it. He goes, and he said, the quote is, he's a different cat. He's a monster out there. He's going, but then on the other side, for Albany, I heard the same thing about their number 70, who's also a junior, Zane Wagoner, okay? That okay. he's just the leader of the t- offense and that he is a monster out there. And so you've got these guys matching up with one another. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Who's going to win out there? Both going to play both ways. It's two ideas and two football. Exactly yeah. right. There is that. The thing that I'm going to be watching out for is you're right. The speed is different. Is is interesting. We didn't even mention JD Bell, their running back, mm-hmm. who is a stud. He's the real deal. The Medlock kid. I saw Medlock. Demontrell Medlock. He's he's a is he a freshman sophomore. or sophomore? He's six one two hundred. And they're going to move him around a lot. They're going to move him around a lot and try to isolate him. Yeah. You just don't see athletes. No. Six one two hundred is a six A athlete. And like you, Demontrell Medlock, you could put him on North Shore Duncanville, and he would just—you wouldn't know that he'd fit right in. That's the, crazy. The bind that Mart puts you in is you have to keep at least six guys in the box, arguably more, to slow down that running game. Mm-hmm. To slow down Jonah Ross, will take off and run with, but especially yeah. JD Bell. And at that point. You're matched up on the outside against Brandon Lundy and Avarian Johnson and, and Demontrell Medlock, and 
they're faster than you. Yeah, and that's the that's the yeah. bind that Albany's got to find a, a solution for. One on one coverage with yes. those guys with against yeah two A corners. Now the thing about Albany that I think is really interesting, they're going to try to get the ball to Adam Hill and Coil of Fever in space, and so like when they need money plays, they're going to split them out wide, mm-hmm. and they're going to try to get them into one on one situations. Those are their guys. Those are their those guys. Are dudes like. And Love to, their versatility too. Absolutely. They can do a lot. Oh yeah. yeah, those guys are those guys are so important in what they do. And to me, what makes this team really dangerous is when Albany's able to run the ball. That opens everything up for Cole Chapman, and it gives him time to throw. And he's really good, man. Yeah, he can run accurate. himself yeah. a little bit. He's really solid. I think this game. So we all took Mart on 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 Texas football we did. cup. All we did. of us. But this is another example where I want you to understand that unanimity does not mean certainty. I think no. Mart's a favorite. Yeah. I don't think Mart blows him out. I don't, I don't no. think this is Mart Groover. No. No, 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 no. I guess this is a— this And is... actually, if you want to get down to the nitty-gritty of it, there's some things that remind me of this Winthorpe team in Albany. Yeah. That, Defense that, has yeah. been great. Um, I don't know. I'm very intrigued by this game. I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. If, I'm on the, I'm if on the Mart wins by double digits, I don't think it will be more than two touchdowns. No. That I, think, I think this will be a competitive I game. I totally agree. I think Mart's the favorite. Yeah. But this is far from some foregone conclusion. Correct. That, like, it's easy to say after the fact, but, like, go back to that Groover game. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think it was the pre-Teppenstep era. Was it? Or did we have a Teppenstep? No, we had Teppenstep for Mark Groover. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, we should go We kind of knew that. Yeah, I think we were kind of dancing we around. Kinda. We are not dancing around anything. This is a great ball game. Yeah. And I think the two best, I mean, again, the two best teams in two division. I mean, but to me, what Mart did to Burton last week is eye-opening. Yeah. Because that Burton defense was ex- exceptional. Yeah, it's one of the best defenses in the state. And Mart scored 41 in basically three quarters. Mm-hmm. Like it was nothing. Anyway, that'll close out Wednesday. On Wednesday, I'm driving home. And I'm getting my little football bed. Mm-hmm. And put then on your football onesie. Put on my football onesie. The trap door. And then we will get ready for the first full day of 11-man action on Thursday. Oh, yeah. But that's a podcast for another time. It's going to do it for us. Thanks for being Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscriber. Steph, thanks for your courage. Thank you. Talk to you next time on Tap Instant.